is in the know for Thursday, November 17th, the 321st day of 2022. There are 44 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to have a conversation with our friends from ECTC Litchfield as the semester is drawing nigh. And uh, we'll also have Thankful Giving Day number 17. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in. No, settling into my left, rolling box nine with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. In your uh, friend's Yeti there, I'll just call it a friend's Yeti. I know it's not really a Yeti, but it's uh, it's something to keep your hot drink hot or your cold drink cold. Yes. And you have, I uh, see the tea the tea bag is outside. <laughs> you drink yes. a lot of tea, yes? I do. do you, is that green tea? Is that, what color tea is that? Does um, it have a color? You know, some, you have green it, tea? Or? It's a Yogi Positive Energy. I think it may have like a tangerine. I don't know. Okay. Well... Um, this says start drinking black tea because you'll live longer. A study that collected data from nearly a half a million people over 14 years found that people who drank two or more cups of black tea daily had a significantly lower risk of dying. I, I mean, used to drink black tea all the time. I mean, we're, we're all going to die eventually anyway, yes, but I guess that just means it's been delayed a little bit. When I stumbled upon... Well, I did the blueberry slim first, uh-huh. and then now I'm on the positive energy. Do you like the energy? I can tell you're just a dynamo, a ball oh, of fire this it. morning, thanks to all that uh, <laughs> boost of energy tea that you've got. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Doha. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. When you get a chance, the new um, the new mascots for the Olympics, the 2024 Paris Olympics, mm-hmm. are out. Mm-hmm. They're these weird triangular looking Look, hats, kind of like, similar to Big Red. Uh, well, huh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, they're kind of weird. But anyway, that's what they've done. Is they have ranked mm-hmm. the Olympic mascots top mm-hmm. to bottom. I think you might uh, you might enjoy that. Uh, I just uh, that's some homework for you to do. Uh, Samuel, you know, part of being an adult, and you'll notice that I, I didn't use the word that you don't like that has mm-hmm. the I-N-G mm-hmm. on the end mm-hmm. of the word adult. Makes me cringe. You don't like yeah. that word. But part of being adult is part of being an adult is doing the things that you have to do in order to get to do the things that you want to do. Right. You don't you don't as an adult, you don't get to go through life only doing the things that you enjoy. You also have to do some things that mm-hmm. sometimes might test your comfort zone just a little bit. I, I fair, can see that. Fair enough. OK, <laughs> so you're going to get to put your your adult ability on display this morning. Nope. Because we're going to go there, ahead and do thankful giving. There's lines day. that I won't cross. <laughs> we're going to go ahead. And Some, one of you all can get two. <laughs> thankful. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm thankful sorry, my giving. box can only have 26 thankful givings <laughs> instead of 27 because I refuse. Thankful Dang giving yeah. day number 17 is it's, here. Why would we do and, that to the poor people? Um, Sam, uh, he he is participating he, under protest. It's, it's you not. are not the only person in the universe, he, Sam. He's, uh, here are diced tomatoes. Ugh. Sam finds them icky. Uh, I'm not even uh, going to make him touch him. It's, it's staying over there. It's already close enough. I, I like them. Um, it's <laughs> disgusting. Ah. And, and so these are, this is Dana. Can I see the graphic on what today is? Um, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I know. Right. Somebody used the word that Sam doesn't like. Uh, I, by the way, while we're getting to the list of today, I did hear from the colonel last evening. Oh. And the colonel has been, she had been busy this week, and so she's been... She's been time shifting the show, mm-hmm. so she's been enjoying podcast when she can catch up. So it's one reason we couldn't get a lot. You know how is on um, on the NFL? Is it Cessator? They have an, a rules official Pereira. 
Mike Pereira, he's on Fox. Yeah, he's right? one. Of, and then you have but, Gene Blandino on Fox as well. Okay, so you've got these rules officials. And Gene Steratore is probably who you're thinking And of. that's what I was needing. I was reading, needing a real-time real ruling per the rule book to see if we had violated the code. And the colonel reached out last night to say substitutions, completely okay. And I knew that. Well, look at this. So, so we can substitute something else for today. So, so something instead of diced tomatoes. But today are diced tomatoes, and we're going to put those in. I'd rather put lima beans in there, and I don't even like those. Sam, just re, re, readjust your horizon to tomorrow. Day number 18 will be bagged soup starter. You can just start to focus on that. Well, so you don't better. have to worry about Ugh. with those yucky diced tomatoes that are so... Uh, uh, revolting to you. But thanks to the colonel for giving us the all clear on the fact that we got some fettuccine noodles in our boxes instead of spaghetti noodles. Did she not say it had to be Alfredo, though? She did not say that. Uh, she she is just grateful for the participation, whatever it is that we decide to put in there. And I thought that was very uh, gracious of her, that she's just appreciative of the benevolence. She's not going to look the proverbial gift fettuccine in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Chilly through the weekend. We're going to be seeing some weekend lows in the teens. We're going to see mild weather toward Thanksgiving. The weekend's going to be chilly. Highs are going to climb into the 30s with lows in the teens. Next week looks warmer. And we'll keep an eye on rain chances toward Thanksgiving right now. Looks like a 4 in 10 chance of rain on Thanksgiving. But the highs for most of the week next week are in the 50s, or at least the middle part of the week that's maybe most important to you. But mostly cloudy, 39 today, partly cloudy, 28 tonight. We'll see a cold day tomorrow with a high of only 34 before the temperature falls off into about uh, maybe 20 tomorrow night. Mm. The Republican Party did snare enough House seats yesterday to secure the 218 necessary to um, technically control the House. But, you know, with your margins that slim, then you end up... Well, let me use this example. Even though the Democrats have had uh, control of the Senate for the last two years, their margin is so razor thin, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, has been a swing vote on a lot of things that he caucuses with the Democratic Party, but there are some issues because West Virginia is a more conservative state that he can kind of go back and forth and swing that power. Well, same thing is potentially going to happen in the House because even if they get, they may get 220, 223, but there are enough House members that they may line up with the GOP, but on particular issues, they may, you know, they may side with the other side. So it's not just a simple, we can do what we want. And then even if they do attempt to do what they want, then the control is still going to be over uh, in the Senate. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But already this morning, I've seen James Comer all over my television talking about their investigations into uh, Hunter Biden, which they've been promising for a couple of years if they ever get in uh, in power. So he's, I guess he'll be chairing uh, ways, and, ways and means, figuring all that uh, out. Now, over in the Senate, they did have an election yesterday, and McConnell uh, did withstand a challenge from Rick Scott from down in Florida. I don't think that McConnell's uh, leadership was ever really in question, but I think that exercise yesterday was helpful to sort of get a glimpse for what may be happening with Senate Republican leadership beyond McConnell, because they're clearly, he has way more days behind him than he has ahead of him. Many of us do, but uh, it, it, especially in his case with his long service. So I think that it really was never a real race for who was number one. I think it was a race for who's number two in the Senate when we get to that chapter change. Uh, but so you say what the Warnock Herschel Walker runoff in Georgia doesn't make any difference. Well, because the one seat makes a big difference on the way the vote goes. Even if you get Walker in, the Democrats are still going to be able to break a tie with the vice president's vote. But all then you have to have is one Joe Manchin, or you just have to have one more conservative center, senator who might be on the other side. So it will be interesting to see how that, uh, how that all plays out in the coming days. But um, you, at least for now... You got McCarthy and you got McConnell, so it looks very similar to 
uh, what it did uh, a couple of, couple of years ago. A Litchfield woman has been killed in a car accident in Hardin County. The Elizabethtown Police Department responded to the accident Tuesday night on Ring Road near Kitty Hawk Drive. I would presume that is around the airport it is. area. It is. Um, I looked it up last night. I'm through there. I'm through there a lot. Kitty Hawk mm-hmm. says to me, "Airport." So I know that I know that area. It's like they, the first road right when you pass the airport. Okay. The 28 year old Destiny Shelton was traveling west on Ring Road in a Ford Focus, and the vehicle entered the eastbound lanes and struck a 98 Chevy SUV head on. She was pronounced deceased at the scene. An unidentified male passenger in the Ford and a driver of the SUV were transported to University of Louisville Hospital with serious injuries. A Clarkson woman has been jailed after being accused of driving while high on drugs with two infants in the vehicle. This happened Sunday night. Clarkson police observed a Mazda uh, with faulty equipment traveling on Millerstown Road. They conducted a traffic stop on the uh, parkway on-ramp. 43-year-old Christy Beasley was the driver of the vehicle and uh, Officer Jordan Jones detected the odor of marijuana. Beasley telling Jones that she had recently smoked marijuana, also observed two infants in the vehicle uh, younger than two. They, um, she did say that she had other, uh, she had more drugs on her person. They found those had, um, so multiple law enforcement officers. I did notice that on the, according to the arrest citation, it said during testing that Beasley said she was Lady Liberty, a soldier in God's army, a veteran named Juliet and other names. That stood out to me. I was like, mm-hmm, okay. She was arrested and charged <laughs> based upon that information. So, I don't know. In Kentucky, the Senate leadership is going to remain unchanged for two more years in the same way they were having elections in uh, Washington. They were having elections in Frankfurt in the last few days to uh, figure out their leadership. And basically it will remain the same. Uh, Bob Stivers of Manchester will be uh, Senate president. And David Givens of Greensburg is president pro tem. Floor leaders, Damon Thayer, Julie Rocky Adams is majority caucus chair. Mike Wilson of Bowling Green is the majority whip. The um, So he's not going to see. It's going to look very similar to what it looked like uh, last year. Well, thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate it. You know, the name Carolyn is in one of my favorite Jeff Foxworthy jokes. Where he says, you know, when he, the person gets on the television, he said, I saw that tornado come over the hill, and all I could think was Carolyn still has my casserole dish. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, that's always, that's what I think of when I grew up next to a Carolyn, by the way. Some Republican lawmakers are pushing back after Governor Bashir signed an executive order on Tuesday, letting Kentuckians with certain severe medical conditions and who meet certain requirements to possess and use small counts of legally purchased medical cannabis. The governor was asked during that conference what his legal authority to act was, and he cited uh, and said the executive order is based on the constitutional pardon power of the governor. It would take a constitutional amendment to alter or change that authority. So in the in the wake of that, over the trailing 24 hours, there have been some legislators that have been, you know, pushing back going, no, no, wait a minute. Even Jason, uh, Jason Neems, who is for medical marijuana, he is saying, I'm, I'm for it, but you can't usurp the legislature and just do, do what you want. And, and I think at the other side, you would say, well, then what are we waiting on? Yes. Um, it's saying if you're so for it, then you, pass it. You didn't like, me, it's, well, I know. I'm not. I'm you just, didn't let me finish. Well, yeah, no, I'm just that's I'm just sick of hearing those excuses. So, Governor from both sides, Governor Bashir is signing the order, and it sounds a little more defined than maybe it was originally reported, like small amounts and certain medical conditions. That it's not a blanket, just go get yourself a card and you're golden type of thing. But what it does do is it sets up it sets up the optics of this. The governor signs the executive order to allow it. And then forces the big, bad, mean legislature to come take it away if they indeed want to undo. And so it is a very unique intersection of a an issue that I think the majority of people in the Commonwealth are okay with in this form. 
you know, limited limited conditions, small amounts, et cetera. I think the practical part of us would all go, all right, if a physician says it's okay and it's needed, we're good with that. But if you can, what I would like to be able to do, and it's nearly impossible to do, is separate the issue from, though, you we still have executive order concerns. Like, like it or don't, our Constitution is built on checks and balances. So... If you think of it this way, if the governor is saying, well, I have the power to pardon, so as a result, I'm just going to pre-pardon everyone who does this in case they get prosecuted, well, some other governor could come along later and go, well, the precedent was that governor could pardon. So what if this governor fancies pardoning other things? Or then all of a sudden we're in we're in areas where we go, well don't be pardoning that. And so this is where the he's put them in a position where they have to act, which was his goal. But I still have executive order concerns federally and at the state level that we're going to have to sort out because eventually You'll end up with a governor who is on the opposite side of the coin who takes that ball and runs, takes it further down the field, and you go, wait a minute, that's that's not what was intended. So I think we figured out that. We should figure that out sooner rather than later. But for now, we'll see how it works out for Kentuckians, and especially those who are just looking for help on you know chronic illnesses that physicians say this would be a good remedy for. A... Man who killed six in a Christmas parade got life and no potential release. That's that Daryl Brooks case goes back to the Christmas parade in Milwaukee. That was a weird trial anyway. You know, he represented himself. And uh, what was the, the twain? Was it Twain I gave that credit to that said? It, I think so. The, the client remember. who represents himself has a fool for No. The attorney who represents himself has a fool for a client. I think that's how, how the uh, adage goes. And then seeing a uh, witness was reporting that this University of Virginia shooting that happened on Sunday, the details are emerging that uh, during the suspect's first court appearance, the same day that students returned to classes, I believe it was yesterday, that a witness is now reporting that he was strategic in the people that he shot, including one of them who was asleep. So it was, it was, he, he, he had a strategic, it was you, you, and you, rather than I'm just going to shoot people uh, broadly. And so we'll learn again more uh, coming up on, on why that was, but continued tragedy. Sam, did you hear, are they going to play football in two weeks? They I know they're not playing football this week. They haven't announced they anything haven't said, yet. I have no idea. I think they like a lot of people. Their rivalry game is last. Like I think yeah, they've they got Virginia Tech. Correct. So it's. I mean, hard to celebrate a rivalry like that. Virginia Tech certainly knows. You know, they seen. they know what it's like to live through tragedy. So just a terrible situation for the Commonwealth of Virginia all the way around. Going to get to a break. Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus is here. Lots of exciting things happening on the campus, and we're going to tell you all about them coming up here on In the Know. Today is Homemade Bread Day. It is also uh, Great American Smokeout Day today. Not too late to uh, to pick that up today. Just run it 24 hours from now if you want to. It's Take a Hike Day, and it's also Unfriend Day today. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Homemade, homemade Bread Day. Homemade man. Bread Day. Last, last time you were here, you told us you had a house full of girls. I do. Do they ever declare it Unfriend Day from one, from one another? I, I think every day is Unfriend Day in, in my household. There's always some sort of, of catastrophe that we have to... Uh, to resolve or conflict we have to uh to to intervene in and it's usually over the 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 silliest uh, of things if you can mediate your household disagreements you probably like your professional life is probably a cakewalk you know you learn at home you say well i can use these skills when i go out into life oh oh absolutely there are days where i'm like you know i've been teaching communication courses for 13 years i have a degree in this and i, I some days i feel like i don't know what in the world i'm doing <laughs> When it comes to the kids. Well, that's just parenting in general, uh, I think. It, it is. Uh, you know, about, it's been three or four months ago, maybe even five months ago, I was uh, having a conversation with Cindy, 
Uh, and uh, I, I think Bobby was part of that conversation, too. And it was came right on the heels after the summer announcement for the new funding that had been earmarked out of the legislature, which was then starting to ripple through the community to where it became obvious that an expansion of the ECTC Litchfield campus was not just a dream or a vision. It was going to become reality. And any type of expansion like that, um, requires certain phases and certain chapters, and we've entered a new phase of that, and it's kind of the community input aspect of the expansion. Let me ask you first, is there a general sense of excitement on the campus about some of the neat things that are coming in the future? Um, yes, yes, there are, you know, and so now we're in that that part of this process where it's like we know that the funding is going to be available, and so you get into the the planning phase. So when we're looking for community input, you can come by. I mean, you could talk to anybody within the classroom. So if you're an ECTC student at Litchfield, um, you can have that conversation with uh, with me, Cindy, Bobby, any of the faculty so that we can get that up through their appropriate channels. I'm sure there will be some more uh, emails and communication sent out to our students, but this will include everything from upgrading the existing facility, which, you know, it still feels new to me, but then I'm like, oh, wow, it's been there 10 years now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. anybody's like, we have a campus there? It's like, yeah, it's been there for a decade. It's uh, <laughs> So, you know, there's some upgrades that will be happening there and then also some new construction. Uh, so there'll be uh, some new facilities that will be built there. So a lot of buzz, a lot of, a lot of exciting things happening here. And, you know, there's a lot of communities – that do not have access to community college education. They have to commute, you know, 30 minutes to an hour away. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really a blessing and a benefit to this community to have that campus there. And I hope people will be sure to take advantage of it. Until 10 years ago, we were one of those communities that had to travel 30 minutes up. We were blessed to have a four-lane highway that could get us there quickly. But by being able to move a structure to our community, it's made it so much more accessible and practical and really been a a blessing for our community. And over there at the campus, you're, I guess, about um, maybe three weeks from the end of the semester. Um, I think December, you know, 11 or so is maybe the end. Kind of what's next? What, What happens at the end of the semester? What does the, that period between the end of one semester and the beginning of the next, kind of what happens? Well, it ends up becoming somewhat of a uh, of a mad dash, and and having done this as long as I have, you'd think I would be better prepared, but it always seems to sneak up on me too. But there's a, a lot of things that are going on. Uh, next week, of course, is one of my favorite holidays on earth. It's Thanksgiving, and uh, mm-hmm. we start off the Thanksgiving week at ECTC Litchfield with our multicultural fair. So there will be a lot of buzz around the campus today and tomorrow uh, as as folks are setting up their tables. We're going to have two school groups coming on Monday and Tuesday, uh, bringing in some elementary school students to tour the place. Um, I'm going to be doing a karate demonstration. So uh, got into the gym uh, this week thinking, you know what? They say you, 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 once you learn how to ride a bike, you just have to get right back on. Unfortunately, karate is not like riding a bike. <laughs> So uh, there's atrophy involved. There, there, there? there is. And there's things the mind remembers the body being able to do that the body's like, uh, you haven't exactly been investing the appropriate <laughs> amount of time in us right now. So so there's that. And then, of course, there is registration for um, for spring and for uh, for spring classes and uh, a, a, an opportunity for our current students. So if you're a current student listening to this broadcast, um, if you advance register by November the 30th, you will be entered into a drawing. We're going to have up to ten winners for a five hundred dollar gift card. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so and that that's all across EC, ECTC. So that's the Springfield campus, the Litchfield campus, uh, main campus, Fort Campbell, Meade County. All those are going to be entered into that pot, I think. Uh, and if, so, if you're a current student and you've been putting off getting registered, if you can get that done by the thirtieth, um, you will be entered into that drawing. So there's a great opportunity. And what's the gain there? The obviously the incentive is to do it early. I would presume that just releases or uh, takes some of the heavy lifting and the load off of your 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 human resources assets that have to help through that process. So there's an incentive to go ahead and get it taken care of, make it easier on the system. I would I would assume. 
Exactly. You know, scheduling um, scheduling can be really tricky. You're trying to offer classes students need at times when they're available, and now there's this whole dual credit model that comes into play as well. But the best bet to ensure that a class you need will make and actually be offered when push comes to shove is to make sure you register and you're in, you're you've booked the seat. Mm-hmm. For one, it ensures a class will make, uh, and then two, it ensures you get into a class that might fill up on you. Um, that that happens quite often. I mean, every year it seems I'm getting an email regarding caps and, oh, somebody wants to get in, but your class is already at cap. What do we do? So if you want to make sure you get the classes you want at the times you need them, it is in your best interest to pre-register. And now you have a chance to win something, and yeah. it doesn't cost you anything because you're going to register anyway. The early bird gets the proverbial worm and maybe $500. Yes, and a decent little <laughs> gift card. So we're Not just happy bet. that that money has been made available and that the college is willing to invest in the students enough to make that that put that there for for them another reason that it's in your best interest you heard me say a minute ago i just using round numbers about three weeks from the end of the semester but more importantly four weeks from the campus closing for the holiday break which i know um you know online school and websites and things that they never close you can do those in the proverbial off season but once you get past that December 16th threshold, you are really kind of swimming upstream to get things lined out for the resumption of uh, education, which I believe, I think the semester starts somewhere around, uh, I think it starts exactly on, on January the 9th. But that period between the 16th and when uh, campus reopens that first week of January, it's just hard to get anything accomplished, I would imagine. Right. It, it'll be a, a, a ghost town. There won't be anyone there as we'll close for the holidays and staff and faculty will get to spend some time with, with their family and, and recharging. Now, the campus will resume. I mean, classes will start on the 9th, but registration will resume from the 3rd through the 5th of January. But that's pretty much three days. And if you uh, are counting on using that last minute window there to register, just know there's going to be probably a lot of other people they're going to be making that similar decision, and you might be waiting a while for your appointment and to get in. And plus, by that point, everybody that's advanced registered, they're going to occupy a lot of seats, and you're going to be left with what's left. It's sort of like when you go to Mr. Getty's near the end of business, and you're just left with a few pieces of pizza that maybe are not the ones you want, but you don't want to throw your money away, so you're just going to pile on uh, <laughs> that veggie pizza, even though you really had your heart set on that chicken bacon ranch. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, good analogy. Uh, we'll, I want to get back to a couple things that you all have planned, and I, I don't mean to, to put you on the spot, but we're we're at the end of a we're nearing the end of a semester, and you have had a whole group of students that you've been able to observe. And my guess is you don't you don't travel at least six hours a week to campus um, because you just love to drive. And I would imagine you're not a professor because you're getting uh, wealthy from it. My guess is there are some other byproducts of your profession that you love and enjoy. I would never ask you to name names of anyone, but has there been any experience this September or this semester through the month of September and October and November? Has there been anything that's warmed your heart from an educational standpoint or anyone that surprised you that is worthy of commenting on? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, ab- absolutely. You know, uh, one of the reasons why I do this, and, and I'll try to give you the, the short version, you know, years ago, I worked in a uh, in, in um, a corporate position as a web designer. And this was in 99. The dot com boom was well underway. And then we had the recession, the dot com bust. And I found myself unemployed without a degree. And I went to a community college myself. And and of all the degrees that I have, the associate's degree that I have is the most important one to me. It is the one that sort of was the the era of my life where I got to figure out who I was, redefine myself, and and sort of adjust my trajectory. And my teachers that I had, uh, Brett Ralph, who was my English teacher, Dr. Carter, who's my public speaking teacher, Sandy Cavanaugh, who I just saw at the Y the other day. You know, those people made such an impact on me, and I thought if I could do something like that with my life to invest in the lives of others, then that would be uh, time well spent. And so now I get to do that. Uh, and so that drive, the time I spend teaching is time I get to invest in these students. And 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, I have a student who, in spite of her age, she finds herself as the primary caregiver over her own sister. 
and yet is working a full-time job and is a college student mm-hmm. and and has this passion for artwork and so you you hear these students stories and you realize that it's more than just a number it's more than just a paycheck it's more than just a letter grade these are people who who have these life experiences and these stories and for a brief window for 8 weeks or 16 weeks out of a semester i have the privilege of playing a role in in the chapter of that of that story, so we've got another student who um, is is a uh, is an autistic student. I won't I won't mention his name, um, but you know the adversity that he has to overcome uh, to to come to class and to you know he has to he has to work quite a bit harder than a lot of the other students. Uh, but you know he's going to be graduating this spring, and it's just going to be awesome. And I will be there cheering the loudest mm-hmm. for him as he goes across that stage. You know, there's there's so many people who you know all they need to be successful is to get out of their own way and have somebody in their corner that is rooting for them. And if I can be that person in a corner, then I'm happy to do it. I I love that you use the word adversity because that was going to be in my very in my very next comment because. It is not that we would ever undervalue the experience or the trajectory of your 18-year-old who just graduated from high school and then they take the natural, the next natural step and et cetera. They have adversity as well. But I would imagine the most heartwarming or the most remarkable ones are the people who have had to persevere and power through some uh, exceptional challenges or adversities that it it's just a testament to how bad they want something more or they want something different that they power through and uh, make those strides and those achievements. It has to be quite a reward for you. Absolutely. I had a student just this last eight weeks who had had a baby, so new father, uh, working a job and aspires to become a teacher. And, you know, it was like, okay, it's really tough and, and we're facing some hard times right now. And you know, we, we at ECTC have partnered with the Family Scholar House, which provides tutoring support and other support for other needs for students. So if you're like, I am thinking about college, but my life right now is just too, f- and, you know, the ship is sinking and I don't know how I could handle this and handle college, then, you know, there are opportunities through the college uh, for support to help you be successful. I mean, that's sort of the business that we're in is helping people succeed and being them, their best selves and having the best future that they could have. I was glancing over some of the upcoming events for next year. Uh, I know that the Multicultural Festival, obviously, is Monday and Tuesday, and then into the holiday that we all love, or we all should love, Thanksgiving. But after the semester break, often uh, further in the distance, there's a, a spring festival, the Chinese New Year. You all celebrate Chinese New Year. That's um, further into the semester. you got some exciting plans. But I did see a footnote where you're participating in Christmas in the Park. Did they allow you to participate in such planning, or do they leave that to the experts? Um, so with our FYE class, and, and, and this is, sounds like a tangent, but I promise I'm getting to what you asked. Um, <laughs> FYE stands for first year experience. It's a class that students take where they get to learn all sorts of things like some basic civics, financial management, time management, study skills. It's a, it's a class that's just really well-rounded. And one of the things you have to do in that class is enrichment. You have to do an enrichment. And the focus of enrichment is to do something that either causes you to become better aware of the college services that we offer and and some of the extracurricular things like art shows and Chinese New Year, being a participant in that, and then also community involvement, like the light up the city park. So our FYE students uh, are going to be participating in that and helping to install some of the uh, the, the the displays there. That's and so wonderful. that's that's a that's a pretty awesome opportunity to reconnect people with you know the college is a part of the community, the community is part of the college, and to keep that kind of going there and. You mentioned Chinese New Year, and something I want to hit on is, um, although you know I mentioned in the multicultural fair, I'm going to be doing a karate demonstration and and representing to a degree Japan, even though you can look at me uh, and uh, tell that I'm clearly not Japanese. You do not appear to be of Japanese heritage, I, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> I, I am not. I, I know a little karate, and I like uh, manga and anime, and that's about it. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to Chinese New Year, our math professor, Professor Mickey Wright, she is from China. 
She came here, uh, I want to say, and oh man, I'm on the fly trying to remember specific dates, but she's been here about a decade, I think, and has a passion for teaching, a passion for education, a passion for our students, and she is from this very culture, and so she can represent the best of both worlds. So if you get a chance when we celebrate Chinese New Year, and I'm sure I'll be back on in the spring in January to talk more about it as we iron out this date, but you will get a legit, sincere cultural experience uh, when you come and participate in that with us. Sounds neat. Hey, it's a blessing to have you and the rest of the gang at ECTC Litchfield in our community. We thank you for the lives that you're shaping, helping improve lives. We thank you so much, and we'll see you again real soon, okay? Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Barry Williams from ECTC Litchfield Campus. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know? We had an English professor that just left. I should have mentioned this to see if Barry knew this. People who feel an urge to correct other people's grammar are actually suffering from a form of OCD known as grammar pedantry syndrome or pedantry syndrome, however you would pronounce that. probably suffer a little bit from that. Grammar pedantry or pedantry syndrome. Uh, You think that's it? There, there are a few. There are a few like uh, trigger ones that get to me. Oh yeah, yeah, I think right. Uh, there's like a few that if you say it's like oof, it's like nails on the chalkboard. Uh-huh. Well, it also it also brings up for me. Obviously, when I spot it, I notice it. Sometimes uh-huh. I say something. Sometimes I don't. It depends on who it is too. Yeah. That you say well, something. I can't, and I decided long ago. I was like, I can't fix everybody, and, uh-huh. and so, uh, and unfortunately, I almost then say, well, I'm not going to try and fix anyone. But we do have, and here's what I've noticed, and this is hard for me as a as a parent of a younger child, is trying to know. She sometimes struggles with verb conjugation, but she's in the first grade. Mm-hmm. And so I try to find and I try and find the balance between what as a parent I'm supposed yeah. to point out like and how and how often. She shouldn't be able to pass Barry's one oh English one oh two class that he's teaching this afternoon. I think, she, I think she could almost do it. But I mean I just <laughs> But uh, still, yeah, I think <laughs> Yeah, you, but you see what I'm saying is like a I parent mean, you want to be supportive and encouraging. You want to let them find it on their own, but then you also don't want to be standing over here sitting on your hands going, Wait, dude, that was your job. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it was your job that you were supposed to at least point that out. So last night we had a very good she they have a thing in their classroom which I love temperature threshold. Like she came home as a first grader and was talking about temperature threshold. And I thought, well, hello. <laughs> like I love like multisyllabic words, but last night I said it and then she tried to correct me and she said it doesn't it's not hold, it's whole. Okay, so in her mind she had heard it as temperature threshold. <laughs> All right, so I obviously know it has a D on it, but rather than arguing and digging in and saying, no, I know it holds a D, I said, I think I saw it in the in the dictionary one time, and it th- seems like it had a D on it, but I don't remember for sure, and I went on. So I think I handled that correctly. Yes, you, I, yes? Think, I think so. Okay. I, I, I try really hard. I don't want to overdo it with her, and I... I have a tendency to uh, sometimes, it, it, but it just I goes like, back yeah, to like then you when you hear an error and you see a blatant error, mm-hmm. like aren't you supposed to like let's do let's but let's be like, better let's do it better let's I don't know yeah That's hard. the one that'll always get me is, is seen yeah yeah like I I I seen them coming down the road. Like, and that one's like nails in the chalkboard to me. It's like, you know, you, you saw them coming down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 hours later. So in, anyway, uh, some of us have at least mild OCD when it comes to some of us have it more than others. And some of you know who you are. Some of you I had as a teacher. Jay Leno is oh. in good condition. Will undergo a second surgery to treat burns. So another day, another Jay Leno update. And uh, again, we, if you could miss yesterday's show, he said thanks to his friend Dave, who was there. It's, uh, he would have lost his life without uh, without Dave. You know, he's got that. I've never seen it, but Jay Leno's Garage. He got my a dad, TV show. That my, he I don't does. know that my my dad watches it often, but my, mm-hmm. my dad loves those kind of shows, and I know he would at least 
I have been in the room when he has watched it before. Does your dad watch Top Gear? Isn't that like a British? Yeah, I don't know that he watches show? that one. No. I know he he loves the the auto auctions and all of those. And well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sam. Now I'm all curious. Was it your dad who put the fire out on Jay? Yeah, he no, said Dave. thanks to his friend Dave. Yeah, Dave. yeah, no, I don't know. And we know it wasn't David Letterman. <laughs> I mean, could have been. Could have been. Grammar hammer. I love it. Leanne had some of the same grammar hammers that I had, so she knows who I'm talking about. Uh, so from Jay Leno to one uh, one of Jay Leno's successors, Jimmy Fallon, has it. Twitter's been really fun the last couple of weeks, and, um, you know, it, it's been... Is that the word? Is that the word we're using For me, it's it? been fun because there's just been like something every day going, well, look at this trying to sort, it, sort itself out. Just, of course, no just, one's hey, impersonating me. Go, so. Yet? Yeah, that's right. It's a, so far, so good. Nobody's impersonating me. I'm going to create the burner this afternoon. J- uh, the hashtag RIP Jimmy Fallon has been going around the last 24 hours uh, because the inmates are currently running the asylum uh, until the until the warden can regain control of the prison. That's exactly what is happening. But I still like, if, if you can build Tesla and SpaceX, I kind of like your odds on being able to finally get Twitter locked down. Uh, it seems like sport for Elon Musk, and he seems to be having a good time with it. You spend $44 billion on something, you better be willing to work on it and have fun. A month ago, I, like Twitter was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wouldn't have changed anything about it. And now we're, I don't know. I did like it because uh, Jimmy Fallon said, Elon, can you fix this? The hashtag, RIP Jimmy Fallon. And Musk just replied and said, fix what? <laughs> But okay, well, I mean, he's at least maintaining a sense of humor about it. Uh, seems to be, but uh, today's the day his employees get to figure out whether they're in it for the long haul or they want to take their three months severance and if they're hardcore go, enough, right? Go, go find. Yeah, that's exactly what he said, and he's apparently burning the midnight oil as well. Paulina Poroskova, who was the um, subject of desire of many of my contemporaries. Uh, is joking at age. She's a swimsuit model oh, from the eighties. Okay, I was gonna say. I, I when I saw this name, I had no idea who she was. Yeah, she's. Um, she was a very successful model. She was your age, Kate Upton. Yeah, one of the Kate Uptons. Yeah, she was on. She was in Sports Illustrated several times, etc. But she she's fifty seven now. By the way, looks great for fifty seven. And she said that the dating pool is more like a dirty little puddle. At age fifty-seven, she said it. It stinks. Yeah, well, it's harder to. The pool gets smaller and the pool gets more shallow, without a doubt. Millie Bobby Brown says she no longer believes the Earth is flat. I'm dying to know when the moment was. You know, you get the flat earthers who then finally decide. You know, I've been looking at it all wrong. I've been trying to figure out what. What do you think the moment was where Millie Bobby Brown goes? It's round. Maybe she went to the planetarium. Maybe it would certainly it was it would certainly. I don't help. think that. Would, I mean, there's a certain NBA player that's been in the news a lot recently that also uh-huh. thinks the world is flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people do that just to be antagonists about it. Um, it's like it's like the people that believe birds aren't real. Sure, sure, absolutely. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Did of you a not good know point. that that's a conspiracy? That reminds me of an, another really what good point to ponder. What do they think they are? Uh, uh, Google, Google it. Give it a, if if you have five minutes later, give it a Google. It's it's worth it. And then the new trailer for Will Smith's first post slap movie is out. It was already in the can when all this happened, but it is coming out, and so it's called Emancipation, which is additionally a challenge. It'll be out on Apple on uh, December 9th. It'll be on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus on December 9th. But my question is this. Would they have been able to bring out the mo- the next Will Smith movie if it had been a reboot of Hitch or it had been something funny? Could they have brought that out in the summer and everybody went, oh, ha-ha, yeah, that's the guy that slapped Chris Rock. You like If you're bringing out something about emancipation of a people and... Right, it needs the proper amount of separation from a guy that goes up on stage and slaps another person. We're we gonna see like a, a duo cop comedy with Chris Rock and Will Smith. I mean, that's the movie they should have put out first. <laughs> Bad Boys Seven, starring Will Smith and Chris Rock in this one. 
because Martin Lawrence was sick that day. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning. You're on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. I'm going to scrap the one I had because something was mentioned in the last segment. Now I need to know about On rainy days, you know, all the birds hide on rainy days, right? But where do they hide? Shouldn't we see them? Aren't there enough birds that when it rains, we should see, say, oh, there's a bird hiding from the rain? Well, if you ask, yes, people, the conspiracy that we're talking about, it's probably when they go back to recharge. But, I mean, there are enough birds in the world that when they all land or seek sanctuary on a rainy day, because birds don't fly on rainy days, shouldn't we see them? Like, shouldn't they just be, like, nestled over there in the landscaping going, I'm hiding out from the rain. Well, they're hanging out in the trees, aren't they? Well, but, like, right now, there aren't any leaves on the trees. Where are they going to hide? Well, that's because they're down south now, aren't they? No, I saw birds day before yesterday. Well, day before yesterday, it was 85 degrees almost. Um, what was that last thing that Leanne said, by the way? I was in, I was, I had some really good procedures. I wanted to ensure, you know, teaching is a lifetime profession as well. Some of them won't give it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <excuse laughs> once, once a teacher, always a teacher. Um, Goodness. <laughs> Some people think that once they have the authority to mark up your paper, they can mark up your paper your entire life. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I'm just saying it just doesn't feel good when it happens. On CBS tonight, pickled. 16 celebs complete compete in a pickleball tournament to benefit Comic Relief U.S. with a coveted totem of excellence, the Colbert Cup. So it's hosted by Stephen Colbert. I'm telling you. I, is Matt Jones... I, I think he is not, but if we had a pickleball court, I would be very tempted not to pick it up. Like I was right before the pandemic and stuff, I was really determined to get into tennis again. And the court's so big, but I'm thinking, although I do see some of those news stories where pickleball has taken off in these communities mm-hmm. and the sound that it makes, because you got four people basically playing glorified ping pong and it makes this sound every time it hits and when you got 12 courts playing at once and you're trying to live next door to the park it is annoying so i think they need to do something to change the sound of the pick we played it in high school <laughs> okay leanne owes us a dollar uh maybe i have to put one in for put it on the screen maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're an enabler sam uh law and order and then uh Hex Kitchen is on Fox tonight. Ah, oh, heck. Go Gordon Ramsay. Today's highlight in history, the Suez Canal opened in Egypt. In 1800, Congress held its first session in the partially completed U.S. Capitol building. Sam, you should ask Leanne sometime if she remembers me reading the Canterbury Tales in class. Everything she knows about Chaucer came from me. In 1989, the Walt Disney animated feature The Little Mermaid opened in wide release. I got big what, little what year mermaid. Was that? 1989. A number. The sound of the funky drama. In 03, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as the 38th governor of the Calif- of California. You know what they all did first thing? The governor. They got to the chopper. Oh. Get to the chopper. Gordon Lightfoot is 84 today. Bob Gaudio from the Four Seasons is 81. Martin Scorsese is 80. Danny DeVito is 78. Speaking of Schwarzenegger, he was in Twins. Hit him, yep. hit him, hit him. <laughs> Uh, Lauren Michaels is 78 today. John Boehner is 73. RuPaul is 62. Daisy Fuentes is 56. Ronnie DeVoe from New Edition and Belle Biv DeVoe is 55 today. And Rachel McAdams ah. is 44 today. Pretty clear, good birthday list. Yeah, clear, clear, Claire Cleary is 44 Well, today. I mean, if you're going on, on comedy of two people born on the same day, DeVito and Michaels, that's a pretty good Pretty yeah, good combo. I don't know that Lorne Michaels is all that funny, but he's fostered but, a lot yeah, of Yeah, but still, he, he deserves in the... Sure. Rock Hudson was born in the state in 1925. Rance Howard, which is Ron Howard's dad, was born in the state in 1928. Oh, and Sam, I uh, I really don't want to skip uh, Terrific Tom Seaver. It was born in the state in 1944. Gone, what, about three years now? Twenty 20- uh, August 31, 2020. Okay, I was going to say, I knew it was... And it was coming. Here comes chart toppers. 
<laughs> Maybe she wasn't in that same class. The eternal triangle. If we, if Leanne and I didn't have senior, senior English together, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't have known my Canterbury tales. Beautiful woman, prowess. Condemned man named Tom Dooley. Number one in nineteen fifty-eight. Uh, Don't say anything Tom negative. What's wrong with Tom Dooley? There's not a thing about it. I was just say sometimes you all scrunch up your nose. Your head, Don't scrunch up your nose because listen, if you ever find yourself in Judge Steve Crevess's courtroom, you better profess to be the biggest Kingston Trio fan on second. Claim to be the second biggest Kingston Trio fan. If you claim to be the first, yes. If you claim to be the first, you might draw his ire and he might put you under the jailhouse. Is that what they listen to in Flaherty? On his commute to court every day, he listens to Tom Dooley. It's a little different than what Barry says he listens to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1967, Sam and Dave number one was Soul Man. This is oh, my, my freshman year band. This was one of our uh, uh, halftime marches. This is also a great pet band song. Yeah, well, we, we use it for marching band, and then we played it with pet band, too. Because, I mean, with the horns, too? Oh, yeah. The horns are great. And then I know we play this song relatively often because I, uh, because I love it. But if you're celebrating a birthday and you have a number one hit on your birthday, I think it's well, worth being recognized. The anniversary of this actually, like the record was Friday? A week ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thursday, November 10, 1975. Uh-huh. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel Get you gummy. when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. Then later that Oh yeah. man, just keep it playing. Listen, I love it, but I gotta also love this song. Starship, number one, 1985. I love the part at the end where he talks. The city by the city, bay, the city that rocks, the city that never stops. We built this city. Oh. We're late, mm-hmm. but I got to. I have to. Yes, we must fly. <laughs> 1994, any right? And here comes the hot stepper. Where am I? Excuse me. Oh no, I can't not do this. <sighs> oh three. Well, I saw your your one from last year too. You can't pass up that one either. Yeah, 19 years ago today. That's crazy. And then from one year ago? One year ago today. A Dale. I like the version of this too with Stapleton. It's, it's good. I've, I've not been to Target, so I'm not allowed to listen. Yeah, well, to you, you can. On this website you're on right now, you can just you can give, it a, you can give it a search. I hope, I hope I don't have to sell our Adele, Adele well, tickets. It's, it's just about two months until my mom gets here. Can can I get can I get Adele, not Adele? Can I get Adele and Dave to just wear like a camera in their like button and just record it to where? <laughs> that's that's between you and them. I, I know my mom he, said he that may have to. She, she did say that no matter how much it is, she's definitely getting an Adele T-shirt. Oh, That's well, what she yeah. said. Okay. Well, get, so. get ready because uh, I know I was going to say the, they charge British pounds for those. MB's pearl of wisdom for today says our fingerprints never fade from the lives we touch. Our fingerprints never fade from the lives we touch. MB's pearl of wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.